of Truth Talk. I'm here with Lainey Jones from Isabella Baptist Church and Bruce Gordon from Antioch and Jason Jones from Isabella Baptist as well. And we are delighted to once again have some topics that have been submitted to us um, by those of you who are joining us through our YouTube page. So thank you. Keep sending those in. Uh, that email address that you could submit them to is abcworth1 at gmail.com abcworth, the number one, at gmail.com, or like these topics came to us this week were personally uh, sent, so we appreciate that, and that's the goal. So we're going to jump right into this, because I think this one's going to be a multi-parter here. Right. Um, I'm going to, Lainey, if you want to pick one of these and just hit go, because these came from, from a someone in the congregation at Isabella. Um, the, the main question that we're probably going to try to focus on um, is, how do we reach lost people who are good people um, but don't maybe necessarily see their own sin? Um, and how do we do that in a way that does not, I don't want to use the O word and say offend someone, but when you are passionate about wanting to share the gospel with someone, um, doing so in a way that is not pushy because you want it to be there choice and their decision, but you also want to um, relay to them the urgency of their understanding. Um, and in, in some ways, trying to relate this, this idea of recognizing one's own sin um, to a way that we can also apply it in reaching our own children um, for the gospel. You guys have any thoughts? Well, when you were, you know, talking about reaching someone good and always you know my mind just always goes to scripture in the gospel of john you know one of the first encounters we have with jesus is with jesus and a very good man a very good man by the name of nicodemus mm -hmm. and nicodemus was a religious man he was a devout man he was a pharisee basically he would have the first five books of the bible virtually mm -hmm. Memorized. Memorized. Mm -hmm. and he came at night, you know, asking, you know, Jesus, you know, no one can know these things from you except God. And, you know, and I, I look at that, and Jesus looks at Nicodemus and says, you must be born again. And the reason I go to that is simply this. Jesus could have told that to anybody on the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. And it would have been true because you must be born again but Jesus took that opportunity and the Holy Spirit inspired John to write it in Holy Scripture I think to show the fact that there is no good right. we got this idea this false notion mm -hmm. that we're good right. because we never broke into somebody's house we, we never you know did something atrocious to somebody, you know, broke the law, whatever. We're good, upstanding citizens. Yet Jesus was looking at a religious man telling him unless he was born again, he would not enter the kingdom of heaven. And then, you know, of course, Nicodemus said, how in the world am I supposed to enter in my mother's womb a second time and be born? And then Jesus looked at him, you're a spiritual man and you do not know these things. You're a teacher of Israel. And then Jesus goes on to tell him what being born again is, is just as... You know, Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Uh, that's in the book of Numbers. The, serp, uh, the people were getting bit and they were dying. And 
And Moses started interceding, God, what I do? Make this serpent lift up. Those who look upon it, they will live. Mm-hmm. And Jesus drawing that analogy, I'm going to be lifted up. I'm going to be put on the cross. Whoever believes in me, no matter if you think yourself good, bad, ugly, indifferent, you can be saved. Jesus was asked the question, um, good teacher. You know, he, the person come to him and Jesus said, well, why do you call me good? Mm-hmm. There's only one who is good. So Jesus breaks the notion right there about good, you know, that we make this gray area and there's no gray area with the Lord. Correct. All must be saved. Ephesians 2, Paul said, we're dead. We're born dead. And, and that's the thing is getting to the point for people to realize they are a sinner in need of a Savior. And yes, we should point that out to them. But number two, for them to fully get it and grasp it, that's a work of God through the Holy Spirit. I think it's hard too, especially if you're trying to reach someone who doesn't have a certain level of exposure to the Bible. I mean, knowing Christians is different than being exposed to truth. Um, especially if those Christians are not living a, a godly example. Because we, it's just like I said, how, I'm a good person. I don't kill people. Well, I don't cheat on my wife or what, her husband, whatever. You know, this, we equate sin with crime. And we, in our modern day, trying to define sin, you kind of do that. And you, the, define to doing wrong. Doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Sin is all of that plus your nature. Mm-hmm. This inherent desire to be, to, to do selfish things. You know, this fleshly curse that we all now have. And, and that that is, you know, when the baby cries because it wants its way, that's nature, that's our sin nature. You know, and, and if you were to tell a parent that their newborn baby that's crying was a sinner, you would just, that's, <gasps> what? I'll never forget that <laughs> you one. Know? When Bert came that time mm-hmm. and, was, and was describing the little baby as being the little bundle of sin, mm-hmm. um, you know, we all got a kick out of that. But it, but it really is true. Like, you know, we don't, sin is not just necessarily something that you go and do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be an active thing. It's, it's, it's who we are. A, a dog doesn't bark just to prove it's a dog. A dog barks because it's a dog. Mm-hmm. And sinners sin because they're sinners. Mm-hmm. And that's what we are. If I'm going to start talking with someone about their sin, about their goodness, first thing I'm going to do is what y'all already said, is I'm going to try to listen to them and find out what level of understanding they're at. Mm-hmm. Where, where are they in, in, in their walk so that I, I know where to begin with. And I'll tell you, uh, again, y'all have already heard me say this, but it's true, I'm older than, than y'all. There was a time where I didn't hardly have to do that. Most folks would have had yeah. a pretty good understanding of the In Bible. In our area, anyway. Any, anyway, but that's not true anymore. Right. That, that is no longer true. I cannot assume that the people that I'm talking to have a good, solid understanding of biblical facts. I read a survey, I sent it to, yeah. uh, to Mandy, that uh, came out, uh, Answers in Genesis put it out, and they were surveying evangelicals. And, and their, their answers to, to who they believed Jesus was, and when they asked, do you believe Jesus was just a good man, and a large percentage of them. And these are people who consider themselves, um, I'm trying to find his term, 
It's called the State of Theology Report, and it's what is an, an, an evangelical. And they defined as evangelical person as someone who believes that the Bible is the highest, highest authority for what you believe, um, and you have to trust in Jesus alone as your, as your Savior to receive God's free gift of eternal salvation. However, among those surveyed, 30, only 30 or 32% agree that Jesus was a great teacher, but he was not God. And that's folks that say the Bible is their authority, you know, and they've trusted him as the only person is their savior. So now I come out here and start to talk with folks about salvation. I'm dealing with folks that no longer... Go ahead, finish that thought. No, no longer can I assume that they have solid foundations for me to work from. And this is the trouble we're having. This is another one of those questions. 54% disagree that even the smallest sin deserves eternal damnation. First of all, we've equated sin a degree mm -hmm. because we've said the smallest right, of right. it. Sin is sin regardless. That's a majority, 54%. 54% disagree mm -hmm. wow. that sin deserves eternal damnation. So I've got, to, I've got to figure that out before I start trying to, to help that person. And so now I almost have to assume that that person has a wrong idea mm -hmm. and start building from that, that foundation. And that tells me where we've come in my lifetime. I never would have thought you know, that to be the case in my lifetime. So I'm, I'm going to begin with some type of questioning that says, so you've asked me a question about good and I want to know from your, you, what, what do you mean? What is good? Mm -hmm. uh, who is good? How who are defines you de good? De who defines good? Or, or, who is good? Who are you comparing good to? Are you comparing good to Hitler? Is anybody that's not at Hitler's <laughs> level good? Or, or who, who is the defining of good? Or are you defining Mother Teresa as good? You know, where is your standard? What's your absolute? Yeah, what, where's, that's going to tell me what we need to talk about here. And, and so at some point, they're going to give me a standard. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to say, well, see, now here's the problem. That, that'll give me a place to begin to talk with them about their problem. Now, you've set a standard up, and I want to ask you a question. Which side of that standard are you on? Do you match Mother Teresa? Or have you set the standard so low that, yeah, I'm better than Hitler? Mm -hmm. You know, so we've got to talk, talk about this standard of good. That's what Jesus did when the rich young ruler came to him. And Jesus said, oh, wait a minute. You know, there's none good. Mm -hmm. There's none right. He said, you've got, the wrong, you've got the wrong standard. And so what we have to do is begin to help them understand. When we're talking about, am I good enough to go to heaven? Is that one sin that's so minor going to keep me out of heaven? Where was that standard that we have set? We have gone and, and minimized sin to the place that we don't realize. The problem is the standard was set in the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. When man sinned, when Adam sinned, the Bible says all sinned. Mm -hmm. We and, all became a sinner. And you look at the choice that Adam had two things, two things that he had to do or to not do, I reckon. Mm -hmm. Don't eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. And don't go there. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't go over there and don't eat them the knowledge of good and evil. Mm -hmm. And Satan, in his, in his deceiviousness, if that's a word, or deviousness, I guess is the right word, did God really say that? Mm -hmm. You know, and, I, and that's what we do mm -hmm. to our sins. Well, I mean, are we really not supposed to take that drink? I mean, 
does having a glass of wine every night to help me go to sleep, does that make or me a God sinner? Did God really say if I just did this little sin, I wouldn't be able to? Would God really keep me out of heaven for this little sin? Mm -hmm. I'm and, not as big a right. sinner as Hitler. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I'm not as good as Mother Teresa. Mm -hmm. So you have a wavering stance. So yeah. that, that's what I'm going to begin to do is try to get that person to see they are unreasonable in their thought of good. Right. That's what you have to do. And then we have to start talking about where is the standard. Yeah. And, and the and, standard is Jesus. Yeah, the standard is Jesus. Uh, that, and that's the thing, you know, Isaiah 6, when Isaiah had that, mm -hmm. yeah, high that, and lifted that up. you know, he, he saw the Lord high and lifted up. Mm -hmm. and, and I believe, you know, a little bit later on, Isaiah said, woe is me. Mm -hmm. Isaiah was probably a pretty good guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, he eventually became one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament. But uh, he, he thought he was going to die because he saw the standard bearer. Mm -hmm. He saw him for who he was, holy, holy, holy. And he saw himself as nothing but dirty, filthy rags because he finally saw the comparison. Right. And, um, of course, we know what happened, you know. He saw his dirtiness. He humbled himself for the Lord. The mm -hmm. Lord lifted him up. Who shall send? And mm -hmm. I'll go. I'll do it. But again, it's just you hit the nail on the head. Mm -hmm. It's to find out where they're at mm -hmm. and where they measure in that standard or who are they measuring that standard. And, it, and it's so important, too, that we not just dump all of our knowledge and everything that we know on people. Yeah. Again, talking to them and find, you know, we're, there's the um, verse in Psalm where it's talking about as the um, as the cow chews the cud or something like that where it talks about the, you know a cow has multiple stomachs and so it has to regurgitate to get more nutrients and it goes out and then it regurgitates to get more nutrients you know and does it so you you have to be careful on somebody that you are that you are trying to minister to mm -hmm. um, because while we are and I, I always it's so weird when you say you're trying to lead someone to Christ. It's you're trying to minister to someone mm -hmm. because it is a, it is the actual interchanges the Holy Spirit's working on your life and their life at the same and time. The Holy Spirit is the leader. Is the leader, yeah. and we we are ministering to mm -hmm. them through the Holy Spirit because mm -hmm. they don't if they're not a Christian yet they don't know how to interact with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. right. you know, and everything. And so we have to be sure that we're not just dumping everything. We, we're not like, we're like loading our water cannons, you know, right. and we're just trying so to. passionate about it and so excited about the opportunity to, to share that sometimes we tend yeah. to just. Go overboard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so then it's overwhelming and people's brains shut down. That's what I think I'm trying to say is mm -hmm. we need to draw back from our super spiritual or world. Or uber Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> that we used to might could have used right. and come back to this find out where they are and start speaking in them the terms that might help them see you know ask them well, what is good I mean what, what do you mean you're good enough well, mm -hmm. def define that for me help me understand what you're saying mm -hmm. and in that process begin to help them begin to see that they are setting a standard that is an improbable standard that is uh, is a variable and that will not 